0: I'm looking at you. I'm Jesus Christ was the That this is the day that the Lord has Let us all rejoice. Life might not be perfect, but let us all rejoice. Things not be working out the way you want it to. But let us all rejoice. The bank account may not look like it once did. But let us all rejoice. You might got a whispering voice that there's some illness that's trying to rob your life let us all rejoice. Your plans may not be working out for the supper like you wished, wanted, and hoped and hollered for, but let us all rejoice, because this is the day that the Lord has made. He said, not the preacher, not an elder, but he said, let us rejoice and be glad. And be glad. If you've been so kind once again to allow your Bibles to accompany the church, I invite you this time to turn with me to Genesis chapter 15. Genesis chapter 50, the first book and the last chapter. Genesis chapter 15, we'll be reading from verses 15 through 21 in the NASB version. We praise God for that vocal ensemble who blessed us just shortly a road. Oh, how he loves us, amen for God's love. When you find them and ask that you can just rest on your feet, let's stand together as we honor God's word at this moment as we read God's word for the people of God. Genesis chapter 50 verses 15 through 21. This is what the word of God says to the people of God here in abundant life. And when Joseph, brethren saw that their father was dead. They said, it may be that Joseph will hate us and will fully requite us all the evil which we did unto him. And they sent a message unto Joseph, saying, thy father did command before he died, saying, so shall ye say unto Joseph, forgive, I pray thee now the transgressions of thy brother and their sin for that they did not for they did unto thee evil and now we pray thee forgive the transgressions of the servants of the God of thy father and Joseph wept when they spake unto him And his brethren also went and fell down before his face. They said, Behold, we are thy servants. Verse 19. Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for am I in the place of God? And as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to break the past as it is this day, to save much people alive. Verse 21, our final verse for our symbolic spotlight this afternoon. Now therefore, fear ye not, I will nourish you and your little ones and he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. Our sermonic presentation focus point of this word this afternoon is highlighted only in the verse 20. And as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring a pass as it is this day to save much people alive. I want to speak to you for just a few moments on the subject. God is unbelievable. I didn't say it wrong. God is unbelievable. Let us pray. Lord, this is your moment. Have thine own way in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. God is unbelievable meeting, They who had once sold Joseph as a slave, Dr. White, now offered to be his slave. The offer to Joseph is almost humiliating. Moreover, it is considered great pain to Joseph. They doubted Joseph's actions of loving his brothers, despite because their hearts were not hearts of love and mercy, but hearts of evil and wickedness. Joseph repudiated the mistrust and refused to offer this self-enslavement that they wanted to give him he assures his brother of full forgiveness in words, which looking at these words, it it must have somehow been soothing and somewhat relief to some wounded, dark spirits. Abundant Life, please understand that here in this passage or this scripture that we're entertaining this afternoon, It is clear that these acts and actions were what we would call evil and malicious, dark and wicked. And as I entertained this passage of scripture, I I found myself girling up some spirits of sadness and also frustration towards these ten brothers. Because I said to myself, how could these 10 brothers treat their younger brother so cruel? But as I continued on my high horse, and I continued with frustration, I felt the Spirit of God knock me outside my head. And the Spirit said, Marvin, ask the question. For how many of us have somewhat planned and schemed to do wickedness to someone else? The truth is, we're all guilty of doing something to someone else. In this passage of scripture, it is fair to suggest, or to hope, or to wish, or to think that if I was the youngest of 10, life should be easy. When you are the youngest of the siblings, it is understood that things are not always working out in your favor. There's sometimes where, as a younger sibling, you'll find yourself getting things that don't quite fit. We often call them the pass me downs. Sometimes, as the younger sibling, you, you find yourself getting information late because they think that you're not old enough or mature enough to get the information when everybody else receives Sometimes being the youngest of the siblings, sometimes you find yourself wishing and wanting you are older so that you can reach across the dinner table and grab two pieces of bread opposed to one because you're the youngest of the siblings. And your older siblings move a little bit quicker than you. But in the midst of thinking about being the youngest sibling, outside of that, you're supposed to have family and friends looking out for you. As the youngest sibling, you're you're supposed to be taken care of. As the youngest sibling, you're supposed to be somehow received in such a way where you don't have to doubt if you're loved, wonder if you're loved. But you should know that you're loved, because you're the youngest of the 10. Unfortunately, unfortunately, this was not the case for Joseph. Joseph was mistreated. Joseph was abducted. Joseph had 10 brothers who wanted to murder him. And instead of killing him, they said, well, let's just sell him. As I view this passage of scripture, the bold words that come across my mind is that these 10 brothers were almost more wicked than the men who dealt slavery. For it's one thing to sell a man. Not accepting that it's okay, but it's one thing to sell a man, but it's another thing to sell your own brother. The scripture of our focus this afternoon says, Joseph says, as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. To bring a past, this day, to save much people about Now what bothers me this afternoon, Church of the Living God? And as I began to peruse this passage of scripture, I found that my education started interrupting my presentation. My education said to me that something quite doesn't make sense. For in the passage of Scripture, we notice that all of a sudden, Joseph begins his sentence with the conjunction, and. Now, if we're to be honest with ourselves, it is not correct English to begin a sentence with the word, and. For, if you allow me this morning... I understand that you can join two subjects. For example, Mary and I went to the meeting. That's a correct sentence. Or we were tired yet exhilarated by the end of our first day at Abundant Life summer camp. Joining of two adjectives. Is there a teacher in the house of God today? Or how about we swam all morning, but conjunction Finished in the afternoon. The joining of two verbs. Dr. White, do I have a witness? However abundant life, what bothers me here is that as Joseph finds himself using the words, and as for you, you meant evil against me. But God meant it for good. To bring a past this day to save much people alive. It almost seems as if Joseph had enough. Because every now and then, as Christians, we often try to do things politically correct. If we're upset with somebody, we find ourselves almost arguing with them with righteous indication. Acting as if we can say things the right way. And we act as if everything that comes out of our mouth sounds good. But every now and then, is there anybody in God's house that you know that sometimes you gotta let people know that you know that they wish and wanted evil against you but the God you serve the rock of your life the living of your valley and the bright and morning star is the only one that has the last word in your life I find myself touring the passage of scriptures. For I can only imagine the scene when David took his wild little frail body and went down to meet Goliath. I can imagine the haters whispering in the distance. Who does he think he is? I know his mama and I know his daddy. And they're not all that. But how many praise the name of God? That that same slender young boy took up a stone and swung it like only he could and discombobulated the one named the life. God has the final word. You're not feeling me. Let's keep going. The Bible tells us that there's a man named Samson. How was it when he picked up the jawbone of a donkey? I can imagine the haters. What does he think he's going to do with that? But praise God, he disconnected all of those soldiers and gave them the worst beatdown they could ever imagine. God has the final say. The Bible says, the Bible says that here Joseph is interrupted with the English language. He can't hold himself. The Bible says, he says, and for you, I can imagine that he couldn't keep it straight anymore. So a little bit of ghetto ebonics jumped right up in him and caused him to talk out of character. And as for you, matter of fact, if Joseph was Josephine, she probably would have put her hand on her hip and waved her fingers. And as for you. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Now I just need somebody to know in God's house today, that there's some people that are wishing evil for them. They wake up in the morning and they go to bed at night wishing evil for them. They're hoping that something won't work in your way. That's because some people's nature isn't one of goodness, but of evil. And so for a second, real quickly, think about the week you just had. And understand that the God we serve was able to interrupt some situations that should have went wrong in your life. And as bad as you think it is, it could have been worse. When there was a God watching over you, helping you and keeping you, holding you and moving you, and satisfying the power of God in your life, when you should have been messed up, jacked up, and dead, God interrupted and said, I'm God, all by myself, and all authority is still in me. The Bible says... As for you, you meant evil against me. Let's stop right there. As for you, you meant evil against me. Somebody missed their already. As for you, you meant evil against me. The Bible says that you meant evil against me, karma. What does karma mean? Karma means slow down. It might be rough. But don't give up. Karma means, catch your breath. There's a second part of the sentence coming. Karma says, don't throw in the towel. Hold on to the towel. There could be joy in the second half. Karma says, I don't like what I got. It don't feel good. Bible says, Bible says, then he says, God meant it for good. That's it right there. God meant it for good. God meant it for good. God meant it for good. good. That's it right there. That's it right there. You see, in the Hebrew, in the Hebrew, the word meant is hasad. Hasad means we. God is unbelievable. Okay. 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 Let's. Let's journey with this thing real quick, Aubrey. Let's journey with this thing. Let me give you a true story. I promise a true story. I had to preach in Detroit one day, Elder Richardson. And as I was on my way to Detroit, Michigan, I went and stopped because I often, when I go to a new city, I like to pick up a newspaper. So I picked up a newspaper and I began to read the newspaper. True story. And I found out there was a young lady who was often in gang pain and she was on a corner of the street and as she was doing what she normally does, there was a drive-by. And in this drive-by, there were shots fired. And this girl, this woman, this lady, somebody's daughter, could have been somebody's mama, she was shot. And she was shot not in the arm, not in the shoulder, not in the back, not in the leg. She was shot in her hand. But as she got to the hospital, to the amazement of her family and the rest of the good folks that was in the room, Sister Brown, they found out that the weed she had stopped the bullets. No, 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 hold on. stay right here, stay right here. I don't want to wear your body no your weed, church, all of you guys. But that's true. That's just to be some good weed. Hey! and found out where that weed came from. But Lord knows our money would not be funny and our change would not be strange if I can find out where that weed came from. The so we stopped the bullet. Watch this. Watch this. The Hebrew word hasah means weed. In other words, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. You weaved evil against me, but God weaved what you weaved, and weaved it for my good. Know, let that soak and simmer like some good seasoning on some I need somebody to know in God's house to do. Can when the enemy or your haters plan something against you, they may weave it to cause harm in your life, sadness in your life, sickness in your life, death in your life, problems in your marriage, challenge with your children. But at the end of the day, God will take. What the enemy weave, unweave it and weave it for your good. Oh, 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 oh! I wish I knew somebody here that knows what I'm talking about. You know that you should have been dead. You should have been sick. You should have been messed up. You should have lost your mind. But God took what the devil meant for evil and weaved it for your good. You know, let me tell you something some of the problems I have with church folks is sometimes we forget what God did for us. Sometimes we forget. We fail to remember that we always didn't look as good as we look right now. Sometimes we forget we didn't have our right mind. We didn't dress as good as we dress. We didn't smell heavenly Holy Ghost as good as we smell. We didn't have the husband or wife we got way back when, but God took evil. Do I need to remind you what evil is? Do I need to remind you? Can I tell you that there's people that pray on the hour looking for dark spirits to give them power to bring harm in your life. Every single day looking for a Christian to take them out. But God is able. Okay, 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 here we go, here we go. What confuses me is that we often ask for God's power to break certain things in our life, but the only time we wanna pray is when it's convenient for our situation. Amen. Sometimes we fail to realize that when the devil is weaving something together, it didn't just happen last week, listen to the church. It didn't just happen last month. This weaving could have taken place decades before you were even born. Okay, hold on, hold on. I need somebody to get this. Some of the challenges we have, including this preacher, is not present challenge. It's not challenge that was birthed when I was born. This challenge came about way before me. The enemy knew that you might have changed somebody's life. You might have power to change somebody's situation. And so because I'm worried about you and the power of God that can be in you, I'm gonna jack your life up right before you get your life. That's why some of us walk around even today, don't know what it is that's on us can't understand the trouble that's haunting us. Here is a new splash for you. It was something done way before you. And so when you call upon God's name, understand today, according to God's word, whatever was weaved into your life. Now I need somebody that knows about planting in here. Anybody know about a sow a good weave? You know that sowing weave takes some time. Hello, somebody. You know that sewing weave is a very detailed act. And you can jack up somebody's head and have them take out weave early if you don't weave that thing right. Well, I want you to know that whatever the enemy weaves your way, God is available, capable, and a dependable and assurable God that he can unweave it and weave it for your blessing. And here we go. Here we go. I have a rule. I have a rule to forgive the preacher. I have a rule that when things are nice, I do it twice. So I might have shared this with you before, some of you all, but I'm going to share it again. Because sometimes when you go to a restaurant and eat well, you want to do it two times. But someone say, Amen, God God's house again. Praise God, I'm not by myself. Alright, so here we go. So I enjoy the game football. Some of y'all in here agree with me. I see a little Dallas in here, little Philadelphia. Bless your hearts. And so this game of football, I enjoyed playing it, and I used to play it back in high school. And I was relatively well. I had a redshirt scholarship, and I was kind of the the bully of the group, if you will. Praise God, grace and mercy, He turns you around and place your feet on solid ground. I'm a change man, so don't look at me in judgment. Look again and bless me. All right, so here we go. So I was. Breaking the joke Okay, that wasn't a part of the script. Here we go. So, so so true story. So I went out playing football and I, I had a game that was away from our city. And so we went out there. And there was this one guy who was a rookie, the new guy to the block. And I said to my friends, listen, we gotta let this guy know that we wanna make sure he knows this is a serious team. So this is what we did, Brother Ross. We took that boy and it was raining and thunderstorming and we tied him up to a fence. For I me, mean, I was I always, anyways. I we tied him up to the fence, and and you know, one of my boys he brought scotch tape. But I said, Scotch tape ain't gonna do that thing right, so I said, Diddy, go ahead and get you know, duct tape. Okay, so I took duct tape, okay, I was not right, right, all right. I took duct tape and I take that bad boy up. I taped him up, and I taped him up against the fence, and we left him there. And it was raining, and I was laughing. Because that's the guy I used to be Like, Praise God, I found you. Okay, grace and mercy. And so here we go. Here we go. Here we go. After I tied him up and left him there, Sister Eva, then we went back to the dorm room, and we started laughing about him. And one of the guys said, listen, listen, Marvin, I'm telling you that guy's not worried. And I said, why? And he said, because that guy likes to pray. And I said, pray? Let him pray. Let me see what God's going to do with that duct tape when he prays. So we were inside laughing and joking. And then one of the guys, you know, you always got one guy that's a little bit of a weak link. And one guy says, listen, we got to go back out there. That ain't cool. You can't leave him out there. What if the thunderstorm comes, lightning hits that board, we're going to go to prison. Marvin, I don't want to go to prison. And the truth was, I didn't want to go to prison either. So I went back out there, helping the Holy Ghost. And I went back out there trying to untie that brother. But when I got there, all I saw was ducting. All right, so now I got worried. I didn't know what happened to him. I didn't want to go to prison. So Sister Carol, I went back with my boys. We went into the dorm room. We went to his room, two eleven. 11 I can't forget it. When we opened the door, he was sound asleep. <laughs> listen, listen. Boy, this is Las Vegas. That wasn't magic. All right? We woke that brother up and said, what happened? Listen to the church. He said, Marvin, I told you guys I believe in the power of prayer. He says, You left me tied up to the fence. But as I was tied up, I started praying. And I started saying, God, help me. Because you know I don't want to be out here. And Lord, I'm worried because there's lightning. And he said, The more he prayed, the more it rained. And he said, Lord, I'm confused. Here I am asking for you to let me free, but what you're doing is putting more rain on me. And he said he prayed more, and all of a sudden, unbeknownst to him, the rain was getting between the adhesiveness of the duct and loosening that bad boy up. All right, here is this idea. Here is this idea. Sometimes we pray, asking God to deliver us. But some of us need that thunderstorm to free us from our situation. Oh yeah. So he said, Marvin, I started sliding to the right and sliding to the left. And before I knew it, I was out of that bondage. And I went back to my room and now look at me. I said, my God is unbelievable. Here it is, and we're going to close this thing down. This is it right here. Every now and then when we read God's Word, we get really excited, and we leave certain things out. Notice, if you will, the passage of Scripture says, all of this took place to bring about this present result to preserve many people alive. Now I need you to do something real quick. Look at your neighbor and say, the reason why I am where I am is because God wants me to help somebody else. Go ahead and talk to your neighbor. Come on now, even if you don't like it, you can to say it twice. Listen to me, church. Listen to me. listen to me, listen to me. Listen to me, listen to me. The only reason why God has blessed you, the only reason why you're still in your right mind The only reason why you're a Sabbath keeper, the only reason why you know the hymns and the scripture, the only reason why you can clap your hands and stomp your feet, the only reason why you can stand, the only reason why you can move on feet,
1: help me Holy
0: Ghost, is to help somebody else to know that there's a God who loves you, who can hold you, who can keep you. So you got to give him the praise by helping someone else. Don't take what you got for yourself. Don't use what you've got for yourself. Bless somebody else. So this is it. The only reason God positioned Joseph where he was, is because God knew in the moment of the weaving that Joseph wouldn't get selfish in the experience of blessing somebody else. so this is it, this is it. If your blessing that you know God has for you hasn't come to pass, just go ahead and grab a mirror and look at yourself and say, help me, Lord, because you know that selfishness is in me. And the reason why I don't have what I should have got is because you know I would have used it for my day. The purpose of God's blessing is never to be tied to your feet. For it's to be given away by someone else in you. And you can take that how you want it. i am going to tell you how to distribute it. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. But today, God wants to do something for you. But the only way for that to take place is if you're willing and you're able. He said, Not my will, but God will be Use your words said, And the words are ever true. Not. My will, but God will be done. Those were the words on the cross. Those are the words, and lashes took place on our Jesus. Not my will, but God will be done. On the cross, when He died, He wished that that pain wasn't meant for Him, but God was able to take evil, and work it out for our good because I don't need to preach this part, but everybody knows on Sunday morning what was meant for you turned out for our good. I don't know about you, but I love the way God pulls us out. of He has us dressed up, looking well, more blessed than we can ever imagine. Jesus had enough good sense and good looks to fold up his clothes, declaring, yeah. I won't be back. Amen. That's how God delivers his people. Amen but you've gotta be on the right side. I said you've gotta be on the right side. Right now, every head is bowed and every eye is closed. This afternoon, there's some things that are in your life that has not been working for your good. But you believe today that God can take a negative and make it a positive. You believe, like our classy elder Brown suggested, that God can take a question mark and turn it into an exclamation mark. Our God is able to do all things abundantly more than we can ever imagine. If today you want God to do something for you, you want him to work something out in your life because there's some things that need to be worked out. Today I want to offer you something and that's the hand of God. In order for you to accept that you got to come in alignment with him. So if that's your desire, if that is your wish, or if that is your want, I invite you this time just to stand to your feet wherever you are. To are standing and say, God, I need you. God, I want you. God, I need you to do something greater in me because the truth is I am so messed up and I need God's power. I need his grace and I need his mercy. Today at Abundant Life, we are a church that believes in giving that grace and that mercy how we give it is by giving you over to Jesus Christ. So today, if you're a visitor, wherever you're visiting from, or maybe you're someone that has been here time and time again, I want to offer you something today. I want to have a special prayer with you. If that is your desire for God to do something powerful in your life, whoever you are, I'm going to invite you at this time to just say, excuse me, step out of the pew, come down and shake the preacher's hand, and let me have a word of prayer for you. So God can deliver you from where you are to where he wants you to be. You're coming by faith. You're coming by faith. Every hand is bowed and every eye is closed. You're trusting in God's word today.
1: God is able to take
0: whatever situation you're facing and weave it to your blessing. It is in his word. And because he said it, because he declared it, we believe it. It's just that simple. It's faith that moves mountains. It's faith that changes situations, so if you stay where you are, don't get upset with your circumstance, but if you move, then you can say, God, I did my part. Now I need you to do yours. I'm looking for someone who has faith today who's willing to step out and say, God, I need you. I don't need you yesterday. I don't need you last week. I need you now. And the truth is our God is available and he can come to every need in every situation. I know there's someone else in here that can say, preacher, I know what you're talking about because life wasn't always well. But when I gave myself to God and I sacrificed my will so that his will would be superior, life changed. Today I want you coming, coming by faith, friends. Coming, believing that God can do what you need to be done. Some people need to be here in the gap of your children, in the gap of a family member, in the gap of a spouse, in the gap of a grandchild. Whoever it is that you wanna come and say, God, let thy will be done in my family's life. We wanna give that opportunity today. So just move by faith, this appeal won't be too much longer. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed as we're coming by faith. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. We're praying, we're praying, we're praying. Father God, right now, right now, Lord, we have heard your word. And it is clear, oh God, that you are unbelievable. You are unbelievable, Lord. You do things that don't make sense. You save lives that should have been dead. You help people who should have been lost. You give grace. For those who are not deserving God you are unbelievable you pay bills Lord you cover us Lord you heal us Lord you give us breath you give us hands and feet and a sound mind you are unbelievable Lord. today oh God we give ourselves over to you as a living sacrifice, saying, not my will, but Thy will be done. Lord, we speak to circumstances in the lives of your people. Lord, we're praying even now for those who couldn't come forward that's in the band, oh God. We pray that you will bless them in a mighty way. Whatever situation that's going on in the world and in their lives, that, Lord, you will give them the power to overcome. Remember, Lord, anyone that's in the booth that can't make their way here. And Father, that you will touch them, and bless them, and give them what they need so that they can stand firm in days like this, which are considered, oh God, truly the last days. We pray, Lord, for anybody that's not physically able to move. That Lord, you will bless them where they are. Help them to know, God, that you're not a God that's limited by space or place. But, Father, when they're not able, you are able. Touch them as you see fit. Now, Lord, to us, us, oh God, who have come forward, who are standing. Lord, you know everybody's life here today. You know what we try to hide. You know what addictions we've got, issues and problems. You know what circumstances we're in. I ask, oh God, that you'll bless your people like only the hand of God can. That you'll heal your people like only the hand of God can. That you'll bring help to your people like only the hand of God can. We remember our young people, oh God. Bless them. Touch them. Transform them. Heal them. Work out a clean heart in them. Help them, oh God, to realize that there's no better plan than joining with the master's hand. Throughout whatever circumstance comes their way, you will always reign supreme. So Father, today, we bless our parents, our grandparents, our adults, our singles. We pray, O God, a blessing upon the youngest to the elders, and we say, have thine own way in their lives. Lord, if there's someone here today who has heard your word, they want to be more connected to you. They want to experience Bible study, or they maybe want to get baptized and know more about King Jesus. Right now, Lord, I ask that you'll give them the spirit of boldness and have them to raise their hands wherever they are. Just raise your hands wherever you are, wherever your heart, just raise your hands. God bless you, my sister. God bless you, my sister. Anyone else that wants to experience the goodness of Jesus Christ through Bible study or maybe through baptism, if that is your desire, just raise your hand by faith, my friends. There's a God who's available to change your world and your circumstance. Anybody else willing this afternoon? As we close, as we close. Now, Lord, who is able to keep us from fall, we ask that you will bless us like only you can, for you are truly unbelievable. This we pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless you, friends. Let's put our hands together for a mighty God. Let's put our hands together for a mighty God. God is good? Oh, come on now. All the time? Uh, Say, uh, Professor Clark, a threat of life. Amen. I do prefer that we, oh God, Yeah, back yes.